You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly! As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood! Hello, my sweet angels. It's Mads. Welcome back to another Solo Friday let me paint the scene for you, little bebs. Um, I don't know why I just said that, but we're going with it, beb. So I'm in San Diego. I am at the Pali Hotel San Diego. It's the new hotel by Pali House. I'm here uh, to take some content for Camber, but I'm also from San Diego, so it feels strange. I'm like a local tourist. Um, so I stayed here Uh, overnight and I love staying in hotels alone it just feels so luxurious you know I'm off my routine a bit but it feels like a shock to the system a good shock to the system I wore the hotel robe of course I'm a hotel robe girly I'm sure everyone else is it's not like a unique thing about me hotel robes are just superior in every way and shape and form it is gloomy as fuck in Southern California, San Diego, LA, anywhere. It feels just miserable. 
I, I like my my mood is so affected. I usually would be so okay with this type of weather, but I don't know. I'm over it. I'm ready. I'm kind of ready for summer, which is so weird because I hate summer, even though my birthday is in summer, July 9th. Yes, I'm a cancer. You can diagnose me if you would like. I hate summer because I hate the heat. I hate being uncomfortable. I don't like wearing less clothes. I don't like showing more of my body, which I guess maybe is like something I should uh, do some therapy on. But uh, I just the the sartorial aspect of summer, the clothes just don't fit me. I'm more, as you all know, I'm more of a sweatsuit, oversized, cozy comfy gal and summer doesn't really lend itself to that I'm not really a bikini girly except I really want to become a bikini girly I think if any of you have recommendations of good bikini brands that aren't three thousand dollars for a bikini I don't know what what is going on with bikinis what is going on with bathing suits I I get that you know it's it's something we need but do they have to be $300? Does each top and bottom have to be like $100 to $120 each? Every time I go, every time I go to like a trendy swimwear brand, it's so expensive. I end up just getting shit from Amazon, which is terrible because um, I don't, you know, the quality is not great. And then I end up looking worse, you know, so I need good quality because if I'm not a bikini gal, I'm sure better quality will help with that. But I also don't want to break the bank. Because it's not part of my authentic code. You know what I mean? Being a bikini gal is not really a part of my authenticity. Ugh, it's a struggle out there. Um, I am going, though, to Monday Swimwears having a pop-up at The Grove. I think next week I'm going. And they also invited me for Camber. Again, this is just... I, I don't want to come off like I'm bracking. But I think, yeah, I, I, this is my podcast and I'm going to celebrate wins. And um, I feel so fortunate that that brands like this, you know, see the value in what we're building on Camber and the social presence presence in our engaged audience. So um, I'm going and I, I will not take videos of me like trying on bikinis. I'll take videos like of the store and of the pop-up, but that's going to be um, my tryout for a more up-leveled bikini option. And I'm praying that I see Devin Brookman because she's gorge. She's the confidence, the bikini confidence I'm looking for. That's who I'm emulating this summer, Devin Brookman. <laughs> okay, calm down. All right, this episode, I thought we would just do a little pop culture update because I don't really, we don't really do that on the main OKSIS episode because Scout is notorious for not knowing anything about anything in terms of pop culture and current events. So I thought you and me, girly, we would have a little pop culture update and chit chat. Also, I'll do book corner and then some like TV corner talking about what I've been watching lately and all the things. Let's start out. Let's start out with TV. So I watched Beef, which is the Ali Wong show, and it was fan-fucking-tastic. If you haven't watched Beef, it's very weird. I also don't know how to describe it. It's like, I, honestly, there's not there's not really a way to describe what it's about. It just is comedic, but also dramatic and scary, but also really funny. I don't. I, it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen before, and 
I I highly recommend treating yourself to beef. I also um watched Jury Duty, which you guys you guys know about. Oh my fucking god, we finally finished Jury Duty. I will not spoil it. I will not, you know, whatever. You need to watch Jury Duty if you haven't yet. Basically, it's like an office-style documentary show, but about jury duty. But everyone is an actor except for this one guy named Ronald. And like Ronald is just, I think I said this on a previous episode, like he's Bay. He is just the cutest, sweetest man that ever was, that ever walked this earth. I'm obsessed with him. And who else I'm also obsessed with is Hold on, let me get his name. It's a Mecky. I think his name is Mecky Leaper, which cool name. Mecky Leaper. Yep, that's him. And there was this photo. I so I saw him on Sex Lives of College Girls. So if I was the Ronald in this situation, I would have known that this was a setup because I would have recognized him. So that was kind of risky on their part. But um he there was a photo which I can't find on either of their Instagrams but I did see the photo of Mecky Leaper and Timothy Chalamet and my brain basically short-circuited because I'm obviously you guys know I'm a Timothy Chalamet stan and Mecky Leaper is also go look him up and you'll understand like I that's my that's my taste right I'm into like nerdy malnourished men I guess (laughs) but um Mecky Leaper is 100 like he's so hot to me um you know, it's giving Bill Hader, it's giving Timothy Chalamet, it's giving nerdy. I I love it all. So there was a photo of them and it kind of like broke my brain a little bit. And I was I was just so curious. Like, where where are they? What are they doing? Are they together? Are they you know what? This probably is why Timothy Chalamet's sister is in Sex Lives of College Girls, and so is Mecky Leaper. So maybe that's the connection. I don't know. Also, we need more updates on Timothy and Kylie. Like do we think that's, I mean, it's 100% a, well, do we think it's a setup? I don't know. It seems so crazy, but I also love it so much. I need more content from them. I need more, I need more and we're not getting a lot. And I wonder if it's like calculated in a certain way, maybe for um, the new season of Kardashians, which I still haven't watched. It came out last night, but I need to, I need to watch it. Maybe the, like to promote that season, they're doing that. I don't know, but I need more. I need more content. So if Timothy, if you're listening, or Kylie, if you're listening, give us more, please. Thank you. Okay, talking about couples, or wait, hold on, let me go through some more of my TV shows. Do, 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 do. I'm gonna get to Vanderpump. I'm gonna save that for later. Um. Okay. I think. Why do? I, oh, okay. Queen Charlotte. Everyone needs <laughs> everyone needs to watch it. Obviously, we love Bridgerton. We're Bridgerton people. Um, you know, it's not, I don't think it was as good. I, I don't understand why they're not making them sexy anymore. Like, what happened? The first season was straight up porn, and then and then it just stopped. And I was and that was like the biggest gateway and 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 advantage of Bridgerton was the porn. And they just have cooled it on the porn. And it's really upsetting to me. So although Queen Charlotte was incredible and I think everyone should watch it and it's, you know, an easy, fun, fun watch. Yeah, like let's let's bring back the the steaminess, the spiciness. It, it makes it so much better. I don't know. So 
Um, I would I would recommend, and it's a it's a really beautiful tale. It, it tells a it makes it tells a or sorry, it explains a lot from the previous season of the Queen's relationship. It's a prequel, just so you know. It's like about the Queen and how she fell in love with the King and his illness, and it's it's really heartbreaking, but also really beautiful. So so check that out. Oh, I also finished Selling Sunset. So this season of Selling Sunset. When it ended, I was like, wait, that was that was it? I, uh, I don't know. One, I'm kind of – this is going to be very – this is going to be, like, very bougie of me to say. I'm, like, done seeing these these types of houses. I'm, I'm not a modern house girl. Like, I love seeing the houses, of course, and it's beautiful and it's extravagant. But I want some mid-century modern. I want some Spanish houses. Like – LA has so many gorgeous, architecturally gorgeous houses. Why aren't we spotlighting some of these more Spanish, Jenny Kane, coastal, let's go to Malibu, let's go. What well, I understand they're in the hills, but I don't know. I'm done with these. They look like, they all look the same, all the houses. They look like you're in a glass box. The whole, I don't know. It's it's too much for me. So I, I if you guys have a, a show recommendation where it's more... Jenny Kane homes and Spanish <laughs> renovations. Uh, I would I would watch that in a heartbeat. Anyways, the drama was whatever. I mean, it just seemed so dumb. And honestly, I I really don't have much to say about it. It's you'll watch it because it's selling sunset and you want to watch it. But the Chriselle accusing that one. I don't even remember that girl's name. Accusing that one girl of doing drugs that was that like really was a that that was not good that was not great and she should have known better it's really really damaging to accuse someone of that especially on national global television like you just don't do that it was it really felt like it was going into a different territory uh which even even if that girl was a bitch (laughs) um you just I don't think you do that so that was a weird like out of that didn't feel like Chriselle's personality to do that so I I was kind of turned off by that I have complete I've done a complete 180 on Heather Heather is the MVP of the show she is absolutely adorable in her pregnancy she's so fun and upbeat and amazing and good friend oh I'm obsessed with her I need a show maybe she's gonna do a show with Tarek I don't know but I want to show just around her and her life. Maybe there is one. I'll, I'll go look into it. But they, she is just, I, I, I'm, I've compl- I'm buying stock in Heather. She is perfection. I like the new cast member, Brie. She has a baby with Nick Cannon, which was inter- interesting to hear the kind of the behind the scenes of that situation. Uh, I think she's a badass. I think she knows her worth. And I really liked her energy. I liked her like masculine money mindset. She's all about making money. And I I, I like that before I started this money journey, I would have been maybe turned off by that or felt like a little jealous of that. But when you start to tap into mindfulness about money and money mindset, you start to love that type of energy of this unapologetic, fuck yeah, I'm here to make money. I, I want to support myself. I want to support my lifestyle and I want to be self-sufficient. There is something so empowering about hearing a woman speak that way. And if that triggers you, like it used to trigger me, 
just do some inner work about why that why that triggers you but I when she was talking about how she's like all I want to do is make money that's all I like that was I don't know super empowering to me so I'm I'm in on Brie I'm in on Brie and Heather and again we need we need a show a spinoff show of just them too that would be fun I like that Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. 
Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, so let's let's uh let's talk about Vanderpump. Okay. So a little a little history of Mads' history with Vanderpump rules. I binge watched all of Vanderpump Rules during the pandemic. I had never watched Vanderpump Rules as it was airing, and it was my pandemic show. I watched the whole thing. It was it was interesting to watch it back because one, I like I, I typically like the LA of it all. That's why I like watching um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I know where they go and I like Selling Sunset and I I know the places they go to. Vanderpump Rules was like obviously like the, the poor man's um, Real Housewives, right? So they were going to places I was like, oh, and just the the side of LA that I'm not as stoked on, if if you will. But regardless, extremely entertaining television and the drama these people were all made for television except for Katie I don't know I'm not in on Katie I'm sorry I don't I don't know I think she was just kind of in the right place at the right time and that's how she got on to become a reality tv star but I don't think she gives as much as the rest of them anyways so I watched all the way until when they brought in that whole new cast. I think it was like 2021 or I don't know specifically when it was, but it was awful. Like the older cast or older, whatever, the 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 OG cast members were basically not in it anymore. They were all wifed up. They were all living in the valley in identical homes and then also a lot of them basically got canceled because of BLM and Stassi left and Kristen left and then Jackson Brittany left and it just didn't feel the same so I stopped watching I I stopped watching I think there had been like two seasons ever, uh, since that and then of course I mean I don't even need to tell you the the Tom Sandoval scandal the scandal how are you saying it scandal scandal the scandal of it all happens and of course I know who these people are I know what's what's happening but I wasn't watching this current season then the finale what came on last week and so I binge watched basically the whole season I mean I I watched like the first like five episodes and then the last maybe two um everything in the middle was just fluff you know what I mean it's like okay we're we just need to see the the scandal of it all and there the scandal happened after they stopped filming. So nothing in the season even mattered because it was all fake. Like the the affair was happening the entire series. Actually, it was interesting though watching it knowing about the scandal because like there were some moments that really didn't age well, like when they went glamping. I mean, Raquel and Tom had been seeing each other then and when Ariana was like, Raquel is one of my best friends. I'm going to trust Tom like unconditionally. And she was super, super supportive of them. Like all of that felt obviously uh, did not age well. So I obviously watched the finale. It was heartbreaking to say the least. I, I, I also listened to the call her daddy episode with Ariana. I would highly recommend listening to it. It's like two hours and, and, Alex does an amazing job of asking really, really tough questions. I mean, sometimes I was like, ooh, like how these are like really 
uncomfortable questions, but Ariana was so game. She was like so down to spill all the tea, which was, which was, you know, we're lucky to have her. So I'm watching the finale and it feels, it feels like we shouldn't be watching it. I don't know. Obviously I've, again, we're, I'm grateful the television is there for our entertainment, but this was really raw. Apparently, the breakup, or not the breakup, she found out, Ariana found out on Wednesday night, and the cameras were in on Friday. I just want to know more, and Alex didn't really ask about this, which I I would love to know. I don't know about the logistics of that. Like, wasn't the contract, not contract, I mean, I guess uh, contractually, did, she, did Ariana need to film more? Like, w- could she have just said, hey, no, I'm fucking going through this. This is real life. I don't want this to be filmed. I, I just don't understand what the, like, if you're hurt, if you, I mean, put yourself in that position, you just found out about this, and then you're talking to producers and being like, okay, yeah, come to my house, and at this time on Friday, we'll, and I'll basically scream at Tom and have our first conversation ever on camera. That, to me, felt crazy, but again, it's their job, I guess, and it's, but the the season was over filming, so in my eyes, I would have been like, no, we've done the season. That's all you're going to get from me. And we could talk about it at the reunion. So I don't know. I kind of more so was in that space where logistically, how did that come about? Because it was one day after. So producers are talking to you. You're grieving. You're freaking out. And logistically, people were like, okay, I'm going to come to your house and film you. Like, I don't know. I just, I couldn't, it could never be me. And I feel as though a lot of the stuff that's portrayed on the show is obviously heightened for the show. I mean, she mentioned it in Call Her Daddy where if if there was something real, usually people will tell you off camera and then say, hey, I'm going to bring this up on camera, but I want to tell you first. Whereas if they go straight to the on camera, then the cast members know that it's probably a rumor or it's probably fake. So that's that was where I thought oh wow a lot of what they're saying on the show like might be might be true or whatever but it's again heightened for the show of course I'm not dumb like it's heightened for a show it's it's fabricated a little bit yada yada so anyways I thought that was ah, incredibly raw and vulnerable for her to like let them film that I mean, Tom is a, is a narcissist and a fucking sociopath. He should have... I don't even know why he agreed to it. Again, I don't know if this was a contract thing. Why the fuck would he agree to this? I would... If I did this, I would be like, I don't want... I don't want... Cameron. Maybe he try, trying to redeem himself or get sympathy. And maybe he still thinks that he can get that. Obviously not. I mean, we saw in the reunion, the first episode of the reunion, he like starts to cry and people are like, stop fucking crying. Like enough, like no sympathies for you. Stop being the victim. So he's just all around in a bad position. The The best he could do is just say, I, I own up to this. I did this. I am. I understand it was a disgusting act and that's it. And I am sorry. I hurt the people involved. That's it. There's, what else can you say? Stop justifying. Stop stop pulling out facts. Stop like making sure everyone has their own fact. Like the part that Schwartz was like, oh, you told me in the end of August. He's like, no, I told you in January. Wink, wink. 
just enough enough with the behind the scenes just own up to it and stop apparently he like went to europe and got out of the country which <laughs> good good for him because whew. um and uh, uh, raquel is in a facility i also what is her name rachel so her name is rachel but they call her raquel on the show but then in call her daddy Ariana kept mentioning, kept referring to her as Rachel. So that was, that was interesting. Cause I was like, are you saying Rachel to mock her? Or are you saying Rachel, because that's what you guys call her off camera. All questions that will never probably get answered. So, um, I'm watching, I'm watching the reunion last night and one, it's way too short. It was only one hour. I know there's like three weeks of it, but way, way, way too short. James Kennedy, of course he's incredible television. We love him, but he's trying to make it all about him. And honestly, there's it's funny when Andy Cohen was trying to talk about other things that happened on the season. And we're all like, no, we don't care about any. This should just be a sit down between Ariana and Tom and Raquel. That's what we're here for. So James Kennedy was trying to make it all about him. And that was that was that. It was also insane that Sheena and Raquel could not be in the same room because of the restraining order. I just oh, God, this show is just gold. It is gold. And so I guess my thoughts, my thoughts are what everyone's thoughts are, right? Our team Ariana, God bless her. She mentioned in Call Her Daddy that she's seeing someone, you know, it's not like boyfriend and girlfriend, I don't think yet, but she's having fun, which is amazing. She's getting the, the love that she deserves and she's worthy of. And there was a really interesting conversation around intimacy and pleasure um, that Alex and Ariana were talking about on Call Her Daddy. You know, when you're with someone for so long and intimacy wavers or, you know, there's issues, the solution is obviously the solution if you want to continue on with the relationship is to work on it, talk through it, work through it, see a sex therapist, understand what the underlying issues are, the solution is obviously not to go and find it somewhere else and go have sex with some with your friend or even have sex with anyone else, right? So I thought that was super interesting because she was mentioning that Tom had an issue about the frequency of the of how many times they had sex, where she was more so missing that emotional connection to him and that type of intimacy. So I just, you know, it, it just reminds me, you know, I'm in a very long relationship too, and it's things like this to consider as you continue a long-term relationship. Intimacy has to always be something top of mind. It has to always be something that you're working on and forever evolving. It's not just going to be amazing, intimate connection like you had when you first started dating someone. And it's scary to see how quickly that can unravel if you don't tend to it right away. If you leave it, to kind of simmer and you don't you don't acknowledge it or you don't approach it head on it this happens right like obviously I hope none of you are with someone like a Tom Sandoval of course but that that staleness can happen in relationships and it's really really important to know one it's not your fault it's not anything that you're doing wrong whatever but approach it and don't be ashamed to work on it 
it's something that needs to be worked on. And so that was a really interesting reminder because this situation taught me, look how much it could just unravel if you don't work on it, if you don't talk about it and you just let it, you let it slip away. It's so easy to let it slip, slip away. Even though you think you're with someone that you're committed to or that you, you know, we all saw Ariana and Tom and thought they were forever, right? So even if someone feels like it could be forever, you just, you just have to keep working on it. I don't know. That's kind of a, a, a larger, more philosophical takeaway that, that I, that I had about, you know, intimacy and frequency and different people's level of what they expect from their partner. And if none of this is talked about, then of course it unravels at the seams and we end up with a situation like this. So overall, Ariana, I love her. I texted uh, my best friend, Brett. I was like, should we go to Schwartz and Sandy? And she was like, no, I don't want to give them any of my business or any of my their money. Apparently he is at Schwartz and Sandy. Uh, sorry. Schwartz is at Schwartz and Sandy, like giving them an, like giving customers an experience. Like people are just more so walking in and out, not even sitting down and <laughs> eating, or maybe they are. Cause they just, they want to see, they want to see um, Schwartz and whatever. So I might go. I don't know. I still have never been to Sir, which look, I'm sure it's not great, but I've never been to Sir, never been to Pump, uh, never been to Tom Tom, never been to Schwartz and Sandy. So one day maybe I'll do I'll do a little VPR tour of the city. Maybe I'll do that for Camber. I'm sure people have done that. I don't know. It also feels very off brand for me, but I also would love to just kind of be on the ground floor. It's probably nothing like we see, see in the show. Anyway, so that's my Vanderpump thoughts and prayers. I would definitely check out the Call Her Daddy episode. I also want to listen to the Tinks' episode on it. She had a whole episode about her thoughts. It's fun to consume this type of stuff, you know, but also we need to remember that Ariana's a human. I mean, she's a badass and strong human. I can't even imagine doing this on television and going through emotions and trauma like this, but I wish her the best. And I I kind of hope she doesn't come back on the show and she goes, do does her thing, gets out of LA and is with her new mans because that that's what she deserves. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about and wow, we have been talking a lot. I just want to mention, there's not really any thoughts. I just want to like put it out there as an acknowledgement. Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy. I stan. I have watched every single TikTok video. I literally, I'm like that bitch that uh, Googled. Oh my God. Searched on TikTok, Maddie Healy vigilante shit uh, reaction. And just any reaction of his at, at the Eras tour. I... I stand. I do. I'm into it. I love it. I do think it's like a little soon after the breakup, but I also think that the Joe Alwyn breakup was much um, earlier than we were told it was. The timeline, I think, is a little off from when we found out. I hope it's not a staged relationship, Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy. It's giving that a little bit, but I also... Maybe it is kind of staged, but I also can see them having an awesome connection. I also don't feel like Maddie Healy would 
participate in a staged relationship like that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Pete Davidson. I don't think he would participate in a staged relationship. So that's why I I know that Kim and Pete were real. I know (laughs) because I'm very close personal friends with Kim Kardashian. Anyways, I just want to put that. There's no thoughts. I'm I stand. That's my that's my stance. That's my stance on Maddie Healy and Taylor Swift. I stand, and that's that's that on that. All right, book corner, real real quick. These are some books that you will love for summer. These are summer beach reads. Go to the pool. Go to the beach. Crack open the spine. Turn on the Kindle. These are the books you're reading this summer. And they're all pink covers. (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but everyone is making pink covered books, which I'm not, I'm not mad about it. The first one is called Romantic Comedy. It's by Curtis. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. Romantic comedy book. Curtis. She's the, she's the woman that wrote, um, Curtis Sittenfeld. She wrote Prep which I only read like a couple chapters of, but it was good, but I don't know what why I abandoned it. I need to reread it. Romantic comedy is incredible. I love a celebrity trope in, rom- in romance novels. And this is about an SNL writer, a female SNL writer. And, you know, there's pandemic elements in the book, which I don't love, but it makes sense why it needs to be there. Um, so it's kind of annoying cause I'm like, Oh, I don't want to read about the pandemic, but alas, it makes sense and it works for the book and celebrity trope, obviously the celebrity and this SNL writer. I mean, you can kind of deduce what happens, but it is incredible. The chemistry wasn't like completely there for me. It's definitely not spicy, but I love the, again, I love the celebrity trope and I love her writing she she's an incredible incredibly gifted writer next up we have happy place by emily henry you guys emily henry was on okasis podcast a couple of years ago when when uh people we meet on vacation came out and she's a doll i'm utterly obsessed with her i believe in emily henry's supremacy so happy place i adored i absolutely loved it this is the summer book i mean it's about them in a small beach town in, I believe, Rhode Island. Feels like, you know, Hamptons, Nantucket vibes, a group of friends in the summer. It's uh, incredible. Here's my official ranking. I posted this on TikTok, but let me just, I mean, no one asked for this, but I'm going to tell you my official ranking of Emily Henry books. Number four, we have Book Lovers. Didn't love it. Sorry to anyone who loved it. I thought it was super cheesy and I I didn't like I didn't like it. Number three is people we meet on vacation. People fucking love this book. I do love it. I just think there were like one too many vacations. <laughs> do you, under, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, we can cut out like some of these some of these trips because nothing fucking happens. Uh, but I did love the the very end and them coming together and all that stuff. Number uh, number two, we have Happy Place. So again. Perfect beach read, perfect summer summer book. And then number one is beach read. You guys know beach read is my, it was my gateway into romance novels. It's the one book I recommend to anyone who wants to either get into romance, <laughs> get into romance novels or get back into reading. It is such, oh, such a stellar book. The funny thing is 
I don't even remember it at all. I read it so long ago, so I need to reread it because maybe I'm telling everyone to read it and it's not actually good. I, I think it is still really good. I, I think because I've read so many romance novels since then that it might not live up to like what I had in my head when I first read it because it was the second romance novel I had ever read. So maybe that's a little tainted. And then now, oh, I am reading Meet Me at the Lake. Meet by, wait, hold on. Meet me, meet me by the lake, by the lake. Meet Me by the Lake by Carly Fortune. Oh, sorry. Meet Me at the Lake. Okay, sorry. Meet Me at the Lake, Carly Fortune. So Carly Fortune is the one that wrote Every Summer After, top book that I read in 2022, um, one of them. I still think about that book on the daily. It gave me the big, biggest book hangover I've ever had in my life. And now this is her next one. So I've been savoring it. It's also my book club book. Um, Bretty and I started a natural wine and book club club book club <laughs> and it's the book that I chose for for this month of course and I'm I've been savoring it so I haven't really I've read like one chapter I'm really really taking it slow and something funny <laughs> my co-founder and and friend uh best friend Lauren we were at Shabbat dinner and she was like oh have you started Meet Me at the Lake by Carly Fortune and I was like excuse me what did you just say? And then she's like, I heard her on a podcast saying that her name is Fortune, her last name. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Her name is Carly Fortune. Like in what world is, is how that's spelled Fortune? I don't see a accent at the, at the end of it. Oh my God. I was crying laughing and watch, I'm going to listen to an episode, or I'm going to listen to like a podcast with her and her name is going to be Carly Fortune, but I was peeing my pants. I couldn't believe she was saying that. And so I took a photo of it the other day and I was like, starting Carly Fortune's new book. Okay, I wonder if this is going to translate at all to people. Maybe it's like you had to be there type of situation. Um, I don't know if like inside jokes really translate over, over the podcast medium. All right. I've been talking for far too long. That was so... That was so fun. Um, let me know if you guys like these pop culture updates and my thoughts on current events, things that are happening, celebrity drama, because I don't get to talk about it as much on the main OKSIS episodes. But I love you so much. Again, send me some voice notes. No one, Only one person has sent me a voice note. I'm looking forward to them. And let me know your thoughts on the Vanderpump situation or anything that I, I chatted about. All right. Have the best weekend. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.